In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Zach Fukali. Is this his time to shine? Is it time for the Capitals to push aside Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek and go all in on Zach Fukali? Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this episode, that is what we're going to talk about. Is it Zach Fukali time? I talked about it all season. You know, why don't they give him a shot? Why don't they give him a shot? I think now is the time to do it. If this Capitals team is, you know, we're headed to a big change. Um, you know, there, we've heard all different kinds of things that, you know, they might be moving on from Sam Sonoff and they might be moving on from Vanacek. Now seems to be the perfect time for me for the Capitals to go all in on Zach Fukali. Uh, if you take a look at his stats, they are not the most sparkling stats out there, but I think all in all, he has done a great job uh, down in Hershey this year. And uh, when he did play for the Capitals, I thought that he played rather well, all things considered. I know he did have that one off game there where I think he got pulled if memory serves, but we can't hold that against him, can we? So just taking a look at Zach Fukali and what kind of a player is he ultimately uh, if you take a look at his scouting report, let's just go back to the origin story of Zach Fukali. So Fukali is the top-ranked goaltender's prospect heading into the 2013 NHL draft. He's the third of the trio of top prospects that will be drafted out of the Halifax Mooseheads. He backstopped the Halifax Mooseheads to win the Memorial Cup this season. He also helped Canada win the gold medal at the Ivan Hinka tournament in 2012. Fukali is a top-end goaltender and has had an excellent junior career with over 100 wins in the QMGAHL over two seasons. He has been a big part of the Halifax Mooseheads' recent dominance in the past two years, though undoubtedly helped by two top prospects, Nathan McKinnon and Jonathan Drouin. So, I mean, just some big name players coming from that area. And, um, you know, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, just from the very beginning, he had a pretty promising start. What is so impressive about Zach Fukali is his work ethic and also his mental coolness. During his time in the juniors, he's known to be a workhorse and to work as hard as possible all the time. When he does give up a bad goal, he doesn't let it get to him and gets back into the game straight away. And that's what I've talked about with, you know, some of the netminders, even on the Capitals, primarily with Ilya Samsonov, is that he seems to get rattled easily. And if you are going to have a successful future in the National Hockey League, you have to let that stuff roll off you. And I know a lot of people say, well, Dan, you wouldn't be able to do it. And to that say, to those people, I would say, you're right, but I'm also not an NHL goaltender. So, while lots of young and older goaltenders might be downhearted by a slip-up or a mistake, Fukali does just get back into the game. It might be something that I might be overemphasizing, but it shows a mature mental attitude, which is promising in a young prospect. And I think that that is a really great uh, trait 
for a goalie or any really a player in the NHL uh, or professional sports really is to just have that level head because there are going to be mistakes that happen. If you look at the Major League Baseball, it's the same story where there's a guy that allows a home run. Some guys are like, whatever. And some of them, you can tell it's they're rattled and they're, they're never quite the same way uh, the rest of the game. When it comes to his size, Zach Fucali is slightly smaller than the average goaltender prospect at six foot one, 176 pounds, and will probably need to bulk up to reach his potential at the NHL level. He is a classic butterfly style goaltender who is very athletic. He is one of those goaltenders that does a lot without actually doing a lot. The maximum amount of save percentage at the very least amount of movement. It's an excellent skill and has been compared to Carey Price. You can't get any better accolades than that. Whether that is a good or a bad thing is up to each individual. It's always tough to predict when the top-ranked goalies will get picked, and Fukali is no exception. He is a prospect that could easily go anywhere in the first round, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him get taken in the second round. And then at this time, they were kind of guessing that he was going to go to the Dallas Stars. I don't see him being a player that the Dallas Stars are going to draft, but he could be very impressive with whoever selects him. And uh, if you know history on uh, Zach Fukali, he actually got uh, drafted um, by Montreal at first. So he isn't, uh, you know, he, he didn't get drafted by the Capitals, but, you know, that doesn't really matter. I think that he has great potential. Um, in none of these last podcasts that I've talked about, I kind of broke down making a case for Sam Sonoff, making a case for Vanacek, and that's all I'm doing is making a case for them. That is up to the Washington Capitals to decide which netminder is the best netminder for them. Uh, me personally, I think, you know, that we saw what we had in Vanacek. We saw what we had in Samsonov. We had a whole year to size up that group. And the real tragedy in all of it is that the, um, a guy in the NHL, you know, I know that uh, Fukali and uh, Phoenix Copley got their brief starts in some big games, but we knew uh, a long ago that Samsonov and, and Vanacek weren't working. Why didn't we at least try going with Fukali later in the season? You know, we knew that we were coming up on the playoffs and it just seemed like something that we didn't want to address. You know, Peter Laviolette talked about, he goes, when I go into the playoffs, I want to know who my number one netminder is. Well, Peter Laviolette, you didn't know because they were both equally inconsistent the entire season. So it put it put him in a tough spot. You know, hindsight, 20-20, 50-50, all that. I'm, I'm going to take a look at this and I'm going to say that the Capitals, that's what they should have done. You know, if I can look in the rearview mirror, one of the things that I would have done is I would have given, you know, someone like Fukali his opportunity. And if he failed, then he failed. But I mean, uh, to, in all, uh, you know, points of view, Fukali and Samsana failed. So what difference does it make? So I think that, you know, going forward, I think the Capitals need to be a little bit quicker uh, to make cha- uh, changes. They don't want to, you know, I don't want to go down and just make hasty decisions. So, Here's the total breakdown. The scouting report, the final one by the scouting service, is that Fukali is a competitive and composed big game netminder. He's athletic and controlled in his movements with good footwork. He gets to the first shot and stops it consistently. He moves very fluidly from side to side in his crease and comes out to challenge the shooter when the play calls for it. One of the hardest things for a goalie is to go on a long stretch without seeing action in your end of the rink and to remain in the game takes strong focus and mental aptitude and Fukali has both in spades. He's able to track the puck very well and it comes down to the wing while it is distributed around his zone and finds it through uh, traffic around the crease. He has a good blocker and a quick glove 
that he does a good job to keep the upright and in position. He continues to work hard to improve his game and is very competitive despite playing for a powerhouse team in Halifax. Fukali has had to make his share of game-changing saves uh, this season, and that was the scouting report on him. That is the book on him. Uh, here, another scout said, Fukali is a mature beyond his years, has near-perfect technique, great read, rebound control, and is calm and mentally tough. He had an outstanding regular season, finishing with 45 wins and a .909 save percentage in 55 games played. He play at times has not been as stellar uh, in the playoffs. He had some a couple average performances by his standards, but has yet to lose with 12 straight wins, including two shutouts, plays like Carey Price, and that's what a scout said on him. So like I say, that's pretty good um, you know, words to say about uh, Fukali. And then the last word on him is that Fukali is athletic, butterfly-style goaltender with a decent size, six foot one. He is very quick in the net, especially with his legs, as he does an excellent job taking away the bottom of the net. Fukali has an excellent glove hand and flashes the leather regularly to take away the top half of the net. His rebound control is remarkable for a 17-year-old draft eligible prospect. This is usually an area that many young goalies need to work on. Fukali is already approaching the status of a master. He directs pucks into the corner or uh, smothers them, taking away second chance opportunities. Fukali's lateral movement in the crease is superb. Uh, excuse me. He's able to get from post to post very quickly and square himself up to the puck. He covers a lot of ground, but as economical in his movements, rarely going too far or getting himself out of position Overall, his technique is extremely refined at 17 years old. And, you know, like I said, this is the scout. This is just a history story of Zach Fukali and who who he is as a player, you know, and the, going into it. And I think, you know, just from his scouting report alone, I think that that speaks volumes of what kind of player he is. And uh, I know that we, and we'll get into that later in the show here about how he's played as he's gone along. How has he played for the Capitals? How has he played for the Bears? How did he play, you know, throughout his career? We're, we're going to talk about that in this show. Um, so just, you know, just to kind of give you guys a full history of, of what kind of uh, goalie he is anyway. All right. But first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, even next year's NFL futures. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. <coughs> all right, welcome back to the show. So in this episode, we are talking about Zach Fukali and what kind of a player is he really? Um, just taking a look at his record this last season uh, for the Hershey Bears, the 21-22 season in 31 games played. Um, he was 11-15 and 15, um, with three shutouts. Um, and then those three shutouts that he got were back-to-back. So, you know, like I'm saying, it, it's not the most um, sparkling track record for a hockey player, but I think that he has great potential and uh, I think that he, you know, he could fit right in on this Capitals team if you take a look at at the book on him. And uh, just taking a look at him, he was uh, drafted by Montreal, second round, 36th overall. Um, and then some of the teams he played for were the Mooseheads and the Quebec Ramparts. So 
I think that, you know, he has a, a good upside. I think that, you know, just going by the book on him, I don't think he's lost his way that much since he got drafted. I know it's been some time, but I think that, you know, like I say, he has some great potential uh, for this Capitals team going forward. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. Just so now let's take a look at him professionally, what kind of a netminder he is. So during the 2013 NHL entry draft, Fukali was the top goalie taken, selected 36th overall by the Montreal Canadiens. Following training camp in 2014, the, Canadi- the Canadians returned Fukali to the Halifax Mooseheads for his final junior year in 2015. Fukali played his first preseason game in the Habs uniform, giving up two goals, including the overtime winner in a 2-1 to loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. On September 22nd, on September 22nd, 2015, the Canadians announced that Fukali was being reassigned for the 15-16 season to the St. John's Ice Caps of the AHL, where he shared netminding duties with Dustin Tokarski. On November 30th, the team recalled Fukali from the AHL to become Mike Condon's backup goalie during Carey Price's recovery from an injury. And what big shoes is that to fill? Filling Carey Price's shoes during the 16-17 season, Fukali played for the Brampton Beast. Entering the playoffs, he has already established a number of franchise record, including games played 25 and goals against average. He looks uh, to make a big move uh, in the NHL. He also took time out in December to lead the Canada to the Spengler Cup champion as the team's only ECHL representative and the youngest player on the roster. On July 1st, 2018, after he was not tendered a qualifying offer to remain with the Canadians, Fukali signed as a free agent to a one-year, two-way deal with the Vegas Golden Knights. After attending the Golden Knights and Wolves training camp, Fukali was assigned to the majority of the 18-19 season to the ECHL affiliate Fort Wayne Comets, collecting 20 wins in 34 regular season games. Fukali also made five appearances in the Chicago Wolves in the AHL. On June 15th, 2019, Fukali was not tendered a qualifying offer with the Golden Knights and releasing him to free agency. And here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that uh, their loss is our gain. As you, is our gain. You can see that he was bounced around quite often, but I mean, that's kind of a typical script uh, that you see for a lot of these netminders and uh, NHL players in general is they kind of had to, to make their way through the rankings. You know, they started with their NAHFL affiliate, then they got picked up by a college, and then they went to, you know, ECHL and AHL. And it's not always just that transition from I got drafted. Some of these players don't get drafted. They gotta, They really have to work their way up. Uh, through the system, uh, Fukali was drafted. But if you take a look, there are some great players around the NHL that were not drafted, uh, but still found a really great spot. So just taking a look at Fukali, you know, he did get bounced around a little bit there. On July 2nd, 2019, Fukali agreed to a one-year AHL contract with the Syracuse Crunch affiliate of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Signed to add depth to the Crunch, Fukali played primarily with the ECHL affiliate the Orlando Solar Bears, after 24 games with the Solar Bears and a single appearance with the Crunch, Fukali was released from his contract midway through the 1920 season in order to sign a contract with his first European club, the EHC Red Bull Munchen of the DEL League on February 18, 2020. Due to an injury, Fukali failed to feature in the DEL before the cancellation of the season during the COVID-19 pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, great to get that experience. Uh, as you can see, he played for a few different teams there and then even got an opportunity in Europe. So you got to kind of think that, uh, you know, kind of stockpiling that experience is what's best uh, for these players if they, if, you know, they're not fully cooked and ready to go. 
Um, and then his future with the Capitals. And I think that that's when his future and his fortunes changed. I'd like to think that he will find a spot uh, for on this Washington Capitals team. I think that you know, just in the brief snippets of, uh, you know, time that I've seen him play, I think that he's played rather well. And uh, a lot of his game kind of reminds me a bit of Braden Holpe. And, uh, you know, if you take a look back historically, when Braden Holpe was first called up, not everyone was drinking the Kool-Aid on him either. There were a lot of people out there going, well, why are we going with him? We got Neuverth and, you know, all that different kind of thing. Well, we saw how Neuverth's uh, trajectory was. He got left the Capitals and bounced all over the NHL. But, um, so if he has a similar trajectory, um, to a brain Holpe and, you know, if just taking a look at his scouting report, I think that, uh, I think the future is bright, uh, with Mr. Fukali. All right. So after the break here, we are going to continue talking about Zach Fukali and where does he fit in with the Washington Capitals? We'll talk about that, but first. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey uh, right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of the 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So to take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for helping out Locked On Network. All right, welcome back to the show. So we are going to continue talking about Zach Fucali. And what are your thoughts? Hit me up on Twitter, DanCaps218, or at LockedOnCaps. Who do you think should be the starting netminder? The number one. We, you know, we can all say <coughs> that it should be Vanacek or it should be Sam Sonoff, who's the number one, you know, and even number two, it should uh, Sam Sonoff or Vanacek be the number two. I do think that the Capitals will swing for the fences and make that big acquisition. I don't know who it will be. Will it be Marc-Andre Fleury? Will it be Brayden Holtby coming back to the district? There is a level of excitement out there about all of it, isn't there? So just looking at his history with Zach Fucali, when he came to the Washington Capitals on August 19th, 2020, the Washington Capitals signed Fucali as a free agent to a one-year, two-way contract worth $700,000. You know, all things considered, not too bad. You know, I would take $700,000 once you guys take that. Fucali made his NHL debut on no November 11th, 2021, registering a 21-save shutout. In doing so, he became the first goalie in Washington Capitals history to register a shutout in his NHL debut and mic drop. What else can I say about that? I mean, so you take that plus his three shutouts and AHL. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to go on and be the next Vasilevsky or something, but what I am saying is that, you know, the Capitals are in a state of transition and I think they should give him his shot. And the first NHL goalie to do so since Garrett Sparks, uh, in his second NHL game on January 8th, 2022, he did not surrender a goal until late in the third period, setting a new NHL record for the longest shutout streak to begin a career. Again, mic drop. What else can I say about this guy? I mean, everyone is like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. The AHL doesn't translate to the NHL. And to all those things, I say <clears throat> a valid point, a valid point. I mean, it doesn't necessarily always translate, but... I think, you know, sometimes you got to take a chance on these players. You're not going to always know what you have emphatically. 
Um, you know, the, the Capitals don't have the next Braden Holtby in-house, I don't think, anyway. They don't have that elite-level goaltender in the wings. So the Capitals need to to take some chances. I mean, Fukali could be the next Braden Holtby. I don't know, and the Capitals will never know until they try him out. You know, there's a, and then you know what you kind of have in Phoenix Copley. He's had his shots on the big team. And then Hunter Shepard is another one uh, from originally from the University of Minnesota Duluth. Um, and I think that, you know, all these guys deserve an opportunity. And I think that, you know, there's going to be some <clears throat> big decisions that are going to be made, uh, as we head into training camps in the fall, I know they have the rookie camps in the summer or they have in years past, and I'll have all that covered for you. But I think that, you know, they can't wait, uh, to think that, you know, this guy's going to work or this guy's not going to work. They're going to need to pull a trigger on one of them. And I, like I say, I don't think the Capitals have enough capital, no pun intended, to um, to keep Vanacek and Samsonov. Or I guess pun is intended. Anyway, so I think that um, they, they they have some tough decisions to make um, of who they're going to have a net. But again, what, hit me up on Twitter, DanCaps218 or LockedOnCaps. Um, who do you think should be... Uh, the netminders for the Washington Capitals next year. I don't care what names they are. Pull them out of a hat. Pull them out of, you know, wherever. You know, I think that they should have, you know, Vasilevsky on the team, or I think that they should have uh, Shesterkin on the team. Any, I want to hear all from you. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Washington Capitals? What changes do they need to make going forward? Um, because a lot of it is speculation at this point. And as you look around the NHL and you listen to the talking heads, you listen to Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, and uh, you listen to all the locked on insiders there as well. You know, at the, this is the time of year where you're just kind of spinning it. And um, you, you don't know ultimately where a lot of these players are going to end up. Um, but I think that the Capitals should kind of aim for the fences and make a big push in this postseason, this uh, crazy season, this off season that we're heading up on the dog days of hockey summer here. Um, and I think that now would be the right time. I'm sure that uh, Brian McClellan has done his due diligence talking to different teams, uh, trying to move some things here or there. And I'm guessing, you know, a lot of them might be saying, you know, we're not going to do anything until the trade deadline or excuse me, the free, free agency deadline. So that's that's beneficial for the agent and for the player because you're maximizing your contract. Um, so I think that that's what they need to do out there. You know, there's a lot of different names in the free agent market for the Capitals. Uh, we've talked about them in the last podcast. I talked about Johnny Goudreau. You know, that's one that's kind of swinging for the fences. Or I've talked about Nazem Kadri. These are all names that are swirling around with the talking heads uh, in the NHL. And uh, at this point, it's speculative until the cards start falling. And I think, you know, if you take a look at summer's past, there have been some big moves uh, that have happened in the summertime. But, um, you know, like I say, it would be in the Capitals' best interest to not wait until the last moment so you're not paying top dollar. Like I talked about with that Orpic niskanen deal, you know, they ended up doing a great job for the Washington Capitals. However, they also paid top dollar to retain their services. So, uh, if they can get these things done earlier than later, that is always advantageous. All right, so thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals as I am still dealing with a positive COVID test. Um, a couple days ago, I you know, was had a runny nose and my voice you know, kind of sounds not quite the way it used to sound and my wife is a nurse. So she said, you better get a COVID test. And uh, I got a COVID test and it came back positive like right away. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Why don't you take another test? And that one came back positive right away. And um, 
you know, I got all three shots, you know, for the COVID vaccine. And, uh, you know, I would say that I probably would be in worst condition, um, uh, had I not gotten the vaccines and I don't want to make this a political standpoint, but in any case, I'm just kind of letting you guys know what's up with me, uh, as we're in the off season and, um, I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Uh, one of the other kind of things that I noticed was being rather winded while doing this podcast. So I'm hoping to make a speedy recovery. And I want to thank you for all of you that have reached out to me on Twitter, wishing me well. I, I really appreciate it. So thanks, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me through this crazy season, uh, this crazy NHL offseason. I hope to have some big news, some big pickups. Like I've talked about, I have some big guests that are coming up in the coming weeks here, and uh, it's going to be a fun summer here at Locked On Capitals. We'll talk to you next time.